Welcome to Destination Wedding Pod, a podcast all about weddings with an emphasis on destination weddings. Each week, we'll explore the ins and outs of destination weddings from the details to the drama and everything in between. You can expect foul language, us laughing at our own jokes, even when they're not funny, and straight up real talk. We are your hosts, Christina Kay and Laisha West. Strap in for an awesome episode. Hi, guys. Today, we are talking drama and crazy stuff that happens at weddings. We're going to do lots of episodes like this, so please send us your stories. If you have crazy stories, stories about drama, or just stories about a wedding that went absolutely perfect, please send them. We want to hear it all. You can send us an email at hello at destinationweddingpod.com. Okay, we're just going to throw it back and forth to each other. Laisha's going to go first. So I had a wedding about a year or so ago, maybe two years. It was the sweetest couple ever. I adored working with them. They were just such an excellent couple, and I thought it was going to be absolutely perfect. The wedding was scheduled for 9 a.m. If you don't know, the earlier the wedding, when the sun is already up, you get the bluer water. So typically when people think about destination weddings or tropical weddings, they want that blue water. And the best way to get that is earlier in the morning. So we went for nine o'clock in the morning and I get there to set up around seven. The groom shows up about 30 minutes before the wedding. All the vendors are there ready to go. And he just walks up to the group of wedding and tells us that we're going to change the wedding time from (laughs) nine to 10. Oh, gosh. And I am so proud of myself because I very diplomatic and professionally told him that we cannot move the wedding this late in the game. Or no, I told him we could move it, but I was like, you're going to have to pay for everybody's time that's here because he had the photographer for an hour. He had an officiant that had to get to the next wedding that he was doing that day. And I mean, on top of everybody else. So he decided that they could get ready at nine (laughs) and have it at nine. And so uh, while all this is happening, the bride is literally about 20 feet away from me in her hotel room. And she's getting ready with some of the girls. She called the event manager at the restaurant where they were having their reception and asked her to call me and ask me if I would collect their guest's phone. (laughs) Oh, wow. Remember, I'm right outside her door. So she could have sent somebody to ask me. She also had my number. She could have called me. She could have texted me. But for some reason, she called the restaurant and told them to ask me. So I immediately went in the room and said, I am not going to be responsible for all these people's phones. That is ridiculous. And it's nine o'clock, a little bit after nine, probably. And the ceremony is starting and everybody is standing there. It's a beautiful ceremony. She has beautiful vows. And one of the guests' phones starts ringing. (laughs) loudly (laughs) on a very quiet beach 
And the guest didn't pick it up. She didn't turn it off. She didn't stop it from happening. She just let it ring until they hung up. Okay, we're all good now. And then she does it again. The phone rings again. And she decides this time maybe she should pick it up. Great. She walks two feet away from where she was originally standing. And she talks to whoever it was on the phone loudly (laughs) during the ceremony. Oh, my gosh. And so it was just like maybe we did need to take their phones. (laughs) But again, I'm not going to be in charge of that. And then the last thing that happened with these people, the very next day, the groom calls the photographer and asks her to meet them with all the pictures. They wanted all the pictures the next day, the very next day. And typically it'll, it takes about six weeks and some photographers will give you a sneak peek. And uh, this photographer did. And she, she, we tell our clients when I work with her that it is six weeks, but she usually gets it done by three, three weeks. So it was just crazy impatient. And I was just flabbergasted and done with these people because it was a handful to say the least. It sounds like it. Okay, Christina's going to go next. Okay, so since we have not had many weddings since I've been here, I did a little bit of research, and I found a couple of stories on didyouknowfacts.com, and you're going to love it. I have to, I've been so excited about it. And so the title, I've titled it, Incest and Murder. <laughs> you should see your face, guys. Oh, so, my God. So we're setting this scene. At- I mean, I think you can stop right there. That's, that's <laughs> enough. So we're setting the scene at a wedding in a Napa Valley winery, okay? You got your groom, basic frat boy, and your bottle blonde, glossy bride. What's a bottle blonde? Not naturally blonde. Oh, okay. So me. Glossy. Yes. Brittle. (laughs) There you go. Okay. Okay. So, but the wedding begins, they said, with the bride's twin brother on a stool, on his knees, with a guitar, (laughs) serenading. His sister with a song he'd written himself. Wait, when did this happen? <laughs> During you... the wedding or right before the... the wedding started. Um Okay. That's... The lyrics said things like, This is what stood out most of the guests, lips touching, tongues dancing. <laughs> and he was apparently crying as he sang it. <gasps> <laughs> so the guests get through that, you know what I mean? And they move on to the ceremony. And so they all. So wait, so he could have been talking about the groom, but (laughs) I mean, no, I mean, he could have been singing it as like the groom to the bride. Perhaps, but he was on his knees and he was crying and looking deeply into his twin sister's eyes. (laughs) Okay. So then they all move on to the ceremony, which is described as not that bad. Everyone was seated in white upholstered chairs. Whenever I have ceremonies, that's how I want them to be described. Not that bad. It wasn't that bad. (laughs) But at the end, the minister said, and now I ask each of you to reach under your chairs for the small white envelope you'll find there. We will release them into the air, monarch butterflies, and let them soar free as a symbol of the love these two have for each other. Beautiful, right? Well, I guess the sentiment's (laughs) there, but people, please do not release butterflies. That is so sad for the butterflies. Everyone 
crows. Whoever had set up put the envelopes on the chairs and not under them. <laughs> Open mouth with horror, all the guests reached down and found the envelopes under their asses and opened them. Oh, Most no. were dead and squashed into a bloody smears, but a good amount were just horribly maimed. They watched in shock as the broken-ass mangled butterflies, missing a wing or some legs, flopped on the ground and died. <laughs> Horrible, right? Is that a sign of what's to come <laughs> I, for their marriage? You know, hashtag incest and murder. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That one's done, right? Because yeah. that's a little much <laughs> in one story. Yes, yeah, so I thought you'd like that. Okay, so my next one is a story about my first ever bridezilla. And let me just preface this by saying it wasn't that bad. And she wasn't awful, but she really was. I don't know how to better <laughs> explain that. But she just, first of all, she wanted a sand ceremony, but she wanted the sand from the beach, which makes sense. I get it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, good idea. But she had four different colors that she wanted. And that's also fine. <laughs> right. And so she asked me to get the sand for her. And she wanted me to dye it with food coloring. Which I was fine with, and I was going to do it, but I was like, typically people just bring the sand. Already colored. Already colored. Because people know how to do that. she made this big thing about, why would I bring sand to the beach? Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Because there's not purple, pink, or blue on, actually, the beach, if anybody didn't know that. Those are the main reasons. (laughs) Right. So she ended up bringing two colors, and then she used one color as the natural sand, And I colored one with green sand. So this is probably like my second wedding ever. And I'm going out of my way to do this for this bride. And I'm totally fine with it. But it was just awful. Back story a little bit. My cat that still lived with my mom got really sick. And so my mom called me while I was setting up for this wedding and told me that my cat was dying. And I was having to deal with that. And she, I mean, I know it's the bride's day, but she just didn't have any empathy at all. And it was just awful. So you can't really blame her for that. It's her wedding day. Let her have that. Nobody, she doesn't care if, you know, other people are dying because it's her wedding day. Right. Or that there isn't, you know, multicolored sands on our beaches. (laughs) Right. And then, so the only other thing that was really mean, well, two other things. The one thing was a couple days before the wedding, she asked for a recommendation to a nail salon. And I just sent her to the nail salon that I always go to. And I've never had any issues. I called and made her an appointment. Again, this is not my job. This would be a personal assistant thing to do. But I was new and I'm happy to do it. It's no big deal. So I made the appointment. She shows up for the appointment and they don't have her on the books. And they're just like, we don't do appointments. They could have told me that on the phone, (laughs) but they decided not to do that. So she was not able to get in and like she would have had to wait a couple of hours. So 
I don't remember what she ended up doing, but she definitely blamed that on me. And she wrote a scathing <gasps> review. Oh, no. Yeah. She wrote a really bad review on Wedding Wire about it. And it was just crushing for this to be like your second wedding. my second <laughs> wedding. And I'm like, is this how my career is going to go? Is this something that I really want to do? <laughs> it was so sad. And my cat died a couple days later. So there's that. Uh-huh, that's <laughs> terrible. My turn? Uh-huh. Okay, so this is Monster in Law. Another, this is another story. Did you know facts.com? So after this couple, they got married, they had their vows, and they kissed. And as they're walking together, as they do down the aisle, the mother of the bride stopped the recessional and announced that she and her husband were renewing their vows right then and there. The <gasps> husband was mortified but went along with it. After all, they paid for the wedding and the band and the flowers, and they didn't want it all, quote, go to waste. Oh, my God. Once they renewed their vows, the bride's mother invited everyone to the joint reception. <gasps> she called it a joint reception. And throughout the reception, the mother loudly and repeatedly commented on how many gifts the bride and groom had received and how no one had bothered to bring a gift for the mother and husband. Because it wasn't your wedding. Never mind the fact that none of the guests, nor the wedding party, the planners, nor anyone else knew the bride's parents would be exchanging vows. Oh, my God. Towards the end, after a whole night of drinking, the drunken and sobbing mother accused (laughs) the bride of stealing the mother's, quote, (gasps) special day, called her a bunch of mean things in front of her friends and family, and then grabbed the wedding cake and left. (laughs) She grabbed the wedding cake. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love mothers of brides. They're awesome. Needless to say, the bride and groom had another ceremony a few weeks later, and none of the parents were invited. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I don't blame them for that. Hopefully, they paid for it Isn't that crazy? So, I mean, they get married, and they're like, she's like, okay, so since we paid for all this, we're now going to renew our vows, and I'm pregnant. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Don't steal my thunder. So this isn't on my list, but this reminds me of two momzillas that I had in one wedding day. Oh, no. So we had the mother of the bride and the stepmother of the bride who were really good friends. And then we had the mother of the groom who the mothers of the bride did not like at all. Okay. So at the reception... The mom and the stepmom of the bride came to me and they were like, they didn't have assigned seating. So people just sat wherever, mm-hmm. but we did assign a seat and a table for the bride and groom. Okay. And the mothers of the bride came to me and they said, the groom's mom isn't supposed to sit at that table. She's supposed to sit at this table over here. And so me being on top of shit like I am, I go and politely ask her to move because this is somebody else's seat. And she did. And it turns out five minutes later, she's in her new seat crying. And I found out that the mothers of the bride just wanted to sit with the bride and groom and didn't want the groom's Aww, mother to sit with them. That's terrible. And it was awful. I apologize profusely for those bitches. They were horrible people. That's terrible. The bride and groom were awesome. I'm still friends with them, but they, they're her moms. No, <laughs> not at all. So there's a bonus story for you guys. Yay. So this one's super short. There was rambunctious 
uh, groomsmen. And groomsmen are typically pretty rambunctious anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but so after they get drunk, of course, they're a lot more rambunctious. And we are at a venue that has a concrete patio. It sounds like a random fact, but I promise <laughs> you it's important. Okay. So they got drunk. They started dancing to the DJ. And the best man is twirling around the maid of honor and like they're doing swing dancing and it looks really cool. And they've definitely done it before because they got all the moves and stuff. But I look over a few minutes later and he had dropped her on her head. Oh, my God. There were no major injuries or anything, but like that was so scary there for a minute. Like she could have gotten a concussion or worse. Oh my God, that's terrible. Okay, so this one I titled Warning Gross and it's again from the same website. Are you ready for this? (laughs) What's the website again? The website is didyouknowfacts.com. Okay. Okay. I just wrote her story down because it was really good the way she told it, but she was a wedding planner. Okay. So she said, I work as a wedding planner, event planner. It was the wedding of two fairly wealthy families and the bride had decided on a rather rural, rural, shabby, chic aesthetic. Say rural again. Rural. I can't. Rural. Rural. It's hard work. Yes. The reception, she decided, would take place on the family property in a historic barn. This caused a huge flurry of issues between having to have the barn cleaned the fact that we needed auxiliary tents as the barn wasn't large enough. And electricity, the Electricity, bathrooms. There was probably like electricity and running water. The ladder was solved with a bank of generators, t- tubs of water for catering, and a side tent with Porter Johns hidden inside. Oh my gosh. Okay. The this bride go good. had, to be honest, been quite a bridezilla. But it's her job to deal with those things. So at this point in the ceremony had ended. Cocktail hour was shutting down. Professional photos were taken. And we were prepping to transition to the entrance of the bridal party and to the reception. Okay. Which will be followed immediately by the first dance and cake cutting. During this, the dinner would be staged so that every aspect was being carefully timed out. Okay? hmm The planner was speaking to the caterer when she glanced over to see the most curious blends of expressions passed over the bride's face. <laughs> and she frantically waved down her assistant. <laughs> A few minutes later, her headset turned on beeped on it and the assistant said we have an issue oh no it turns out that the bride had gambled <laughs> on a fart <laughs> oh no and lost in a big way <laughs> <laughs> now the bride's wearing a huge full ball gown with a fitted bone strapless top and sort of embellished mesh underneath i'm just imagining the bride's facial expressions <laughs> as she walks in <laughs> Underneath, she had a shaper garment with hoops and slips. We had already realized that there was zero way of her going to the bathroom. We had issues getting her into a limo and having her use a Porter John meant one of us would have to get real personal. And that was my assistant's job, she said. So well, she made everyone to, to expect a 15-minute delay, and they headed towards the tent. The 15 minutes passed in 20, and finally my ear pace beeps again. The previous issue... <laughs> Is more than we anticipated. Oh, God. <laughs> so she ran over to find her assistant looking horrified. The bride, it turns out, had been using health shakes in an attempt to fix last-minute bloating. Oh, This no. had mixed poorly with cocktails from earlier, and she'd eaten a fairly decent breakfast. <laughs> oh, God. The substance that came out of her body has 
as a result, defied explanation. <laughs> it was slimy, oily even. Oh, God. With stringy bits and the consistency of hair gel. Not only had it been rather a profound accident, but the smell was unrivaled. Oh, God. <laughs> Generally a substance no human should admit. <laughs> But the thing that set it over the edge was the shaper the bride wore was a latex deal that came down over the thighs and up to her bra. Mm -hmm. Waterproof. The poo had just sort of filled it like a water balloon of horror. A water balloon of what? Horror? Horror. Oh, God. So her assistant opened up the snap crotch and just released the evil trickling down the bride's thighs. Her assistant quickly tried to seal it back up, and she and the bride vainly tried to wipe up the goo and dry with the toilet paper. This just spread it around, so they decided to give up. Just take off the shapewear. (laughs) So now she has a shell-shocked assistant, a crying bride. You can smell her from four feet away. (laughs) The bride's flipping out that she is making her guest wait, and she's a choreographed dance waiting to happen, and she needs to be introduced now. So she's just looking at her, and her manicured nails... Residue of diarrhea are embedded in the nail bed. Oh, God, no. And I tried to start scraping the poo out of the fabric stained white. While the bride insists, the show must go on. <gasps> no, it must not. Immediately, she gives into the issue, which will have to wait, and signals the start of introductions. The groom looks vaguely disconcerted by his new wife's odor, but I tell my assistant to distract him until they take the floor. Introductions so he happen. didn't know? Wait, no. Okay. Introductions happen. The dance starts. And they find some fresh horror. The dance was choreographed affair. And as the groom spun his bride around, on her waist, he's squishing the poo up <gasps> the inside of her waist trainer, up no, and no, out no, the back no, waistband. No, no, You take it off. <laughs> to their horror, they watched as the oily stain spread across the mid-back of the gown. They were still cringing from this. And the groom sets his hand firmly in the middle of the poo stain. Oh. <laughs> Action had to be taken as soon as the couple left the dance floor. It was obvious, and I left my assistant in charge while she made preparations. The same was spreading. They could smell poo from the spot by the DJ. <laughs> they were cutting the <laughs> cake now. They were feeding the cake to each other, both now with shit-stained fingers. No, no. Each was looking. They down. washed their hands. Why? Repulse. They couldn't. It was they coming out of their that. hands. No. So, they didn't have running water <laughs> at that barn. No, they did not. Oh, my God. So as they left the dance floor, she had someone rush with wet naps through the gram and, and brought the bride to her. The support tent was closed down, and she pulled out a tub of clean water from the caterer. She walked in, gloves on, and a poncho. Who, like an American psycho. No, the planner. Okay. And so she's, like, sponging down a sobbing naked bride while questioning every life decision she had ever made. <laughs> it was everywhere, spreading a thin layer across her body. Oh, God. She said that was most, maybe the most disgusting thing she ever dealt with. With her clean, I threw away the waist shaper, she said, and scrubbed down the $15,000 wedding gown back in a plastic basin. The inner lining was lost and cut out completely. Let's just call it a day. I know. So she dressed her back again after she cleaned it out, offered her a Xanax. The bride was a little worse for the wear, except for missing dinner. And so they shut down the support tent. The groom was a sport and never directly saying anything, but asking if he could cancel the garter toss as he really didn't want to go under her skirt. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, to end a terrible story greatly, it says pictures from the event appeared in a magazine. Still photos away from the smell. They were beautiful. (laughs) Are you completely horrified right now? I (laughs) am not going to be able to sleep tonight. (laughs) 
my god. Let's hear your story. Let's just let's hear the next one. I don't even know if <laughs> mine is worthy to follow that. Okay, let me try. Okay. So you do you have one more or did you do all yours? I did all mine. Okay, then I have two more. Okay. But the one of them's super short. Okay. So I have a wedding, same place as the last wedding from the first one I told where they were, they wanted to move the time and they wanted me to collect phones and they wanted the pictures and everything. So we're waiting there, but this wedding was supposed to be for like 11 o'clock. And I don't know if any of you have ever been to the Caribbean, but 11 o'clock, it starts getting really hot. And then 12 o'clock, I mean, we have a true high noon here, so it's super hot at 12 o'clock. So the bride is not staying on site, and she's late. She's running late. 10 minutes past, 15, 30, 45, an hour and a half, she finally shows up. We were all pissed. I will give it to the groom. He was very patient. He's like, she's always like this. I expected it. An hour and a half, though? Yeah, that's just bullshit. I don't want to talk about shit anymore, though, (laughs) for this episode, maybe next episode. But the bride actually gave the groom a watch for a wedding gift. And... It just seems ironic to me that she would give him a watch when she's the one who probably needs it most. You think? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And my last one. This one is not my story. This one is from Reddit on the wedding shaming uh, Reddit. I'm very new to Reddit, so I don't know what all the words are and how it actually works. But I found this good story. So I'm just going to read it to you. A friend of mine got married back in August. She lives on the West Coast and her fiancé is from the East Coast. The wedding was held in Florida. The majority of both of their guests had to fly to Florida, pay for three days hotel and a rental car to get to the remote location from the airport, plus cover their own meals for those days except for the wedding reception. It cost me about $1,000 to attend this wedding. I didn't bring a gift, nor did I send one to the couple. I did send them a nice card because I didn't want them to have to carry a gift back to their home on the West Coast. I thought it'd be nice for them to come home to a nice card. On the wedding website, there was a link for their various gift registries. I'd assumed that because this was a destination wedding, gifts were only expected from guests who could not attend. Well, today I was talking to one of the bridesmaids I'm also friends with, and she asked me what I got the couple as a gift. I say I didn't buy a gift because it was a destination wedding. She says I should send a gift anyway. Other people who attended the wedding did. What do you think? She understands that gifts are always optional and she doesn't mind sending a gift, but she always thought if you attended a destination wedding, you didn't have to also buy a gift. Doesn't want her friend to feel slighted, but she also can't afford most of anything right now. But here's my thing. You don't ever have to send gifts in the first place. And no. if you're having a wedding to get the gifts, then you're having a wedding for the wrong reason. Yeah, you just have a birthday party or <laughs> we yeah. got married party, send me present. Yeah. So number one, don't expect gifts. Number two, with a destination wedding, the gift is all of your friends and family coming, coming to the destination, to, the destination yes. to be with you on that day. 
So no, in this case, the Redditor was right in not having to get a gift. I haven't seen any updates, but if I do, I will let you guys know. But we don't send gifts for just, I mean, you can, you always well, if you can. you got it like that, do it. But if you don't, you're doing what you can. And, yeah. yeah. No, it's a destination. Don't worry about it. If I come to a destination wedding, just know that I'm barely making it there. Definitely not getting it. I can't even afford a card. So <laughs> this lady did better than I would have done. <laughs> <laughs> it really bothered me that it, people just expect gifts and that's not weddings are for. No. Okay. Well, that is all of our stories for today. We are going to do this more again in the future. So send us your stories. Thanks so much for listening and tune in next week when we talk about the pros and cons of having a destination wedding. And don't forget to join us on our Facebook group, Destination Wedding Pod, and send us an email with fun stories so I can tell them because this is fun. (laughs) Finally, please give us a review. We'll be eternally grateful. Thanks so much for listening. Please come back again next week and don't forget to tell your friends. Please help us out by subscribing to the pod, rating, and reviewing. Join us on our awesome Facebook group, The Destination Wedding Pod. And if you have a story to share, shoot us an email at hello at destinationweddingpod.com. That's hello at destinationweddingpod.com. We can't wait to share your crazy, hilarious, beautiful stories. Thanks again. See See you next Tuesday. Tuesday.